When you guys were playing, I looked up here and I said, this is Bobby Langley Jr. right here. Yeah, so. <laughs> Amen, all by myself. So um, before you guys go, thank you. Uh, the song you played right before You're All I Need, what was that? Nothing else. Nothing else. So I'm going to invite you guys to come back up to the end. And I want to open the whole front here up. Um, and if you got business to do, if you got something you want to pray about, something you want to get off your heart, something you want to pray for, I would encourage you to come forward during that time. We're not going to rush it, and we're just going to let the Spirit lead. And if we go over, we go over. Um, but I just think that with everything going on right now, with so many people out there dying in their addiction, with, with war, our country on the verge of war, um, there's no better time than the present to get yourself right. Um, you know, sometimes you, you get into a situation, you say, I wish I would have said something, I wish I would have done nothing or something, you know what I mean? Like, how many opportunities have we had to get right with God or to say something to God or pray for somebody that we passed? You know, so tonight I'm going to make sure that everybody has that opportunity. So, like I said, we're not, we're not in a hurry. I have the keys. Um, I can lock the building. Um, I'm not going to be in a hurry. I just, as the Spirit leads, as they come up and play, um, and they're going to be sensitive to people coming up, and they're going to, and they're going to know when, when they should stop. But I want to give everybody the opportunity to come up and either pray for yourself, get right with God, get something off your chest, um, share your heart with God, or pray for somebody that's struggling, or pray for peace within our country. Amen? All right. Viola, it's really good to see you. Sammy, it's really great to see you, buddy. All right. Sammy, yes. I was doing an article today for our newsletter, and I, I had something that I was going to do, but I kind of changed my mind because Eric, I think you all remember Eric came up a couple weeks ago. He's moving to Vancouver, Washington. Um, he went to the bridge program about 11 years ago. Uh, and we have another person, Robbie Shepner, who went through the bridge about the same time, I think the same time, 11 years ago, who's moving tomorrow to Tennessee. And so it's hard for us to say goodbye, but at the same time, we, we, we did our job, you know, that we poured into them, that we, we ministered to them, they got plugged into the church, God worked in their life, and now they're able to leave and go plant somewhere else and start a whole, a whole new chapter of their life. And that's pretty exciting. Like I said, Robbie tried to say goodbye yesterday, but I, I was, I, I, there was just no way. It was going to be way too ugly, and I was in the grill. Um, so, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. So that's going to be a tough one. So anyway, so um, we are continuing on in the book of Hebrews, and we got through the first 11 verses last week. I'm not promising you how much we're going to get through tonight, because I do want to save some time toward the end just for us to really um, be in the Spirit and, and open ourselves up to God. Um, I, I love that Vanessa got to go to Israel. I, I, I love the fact that um, she went through the things that she went through, and she spent her time in custody. She um, came out of jail. Her life changed. Uh, she began to serve here at the church in the children's ministry. She works for us in the women's home. She works for Second Chance. She serves here at Regen. And so she's doing a lot of service in her life, and... And that's something we should all look at. You know, when, when we go to cemeteries or when I go to cemeteries, and I went to one recently with the ladies, um, we went to the, the grave of, of Claudia's daughter, and 
I think what everybody does just out of habit is you walk around and you look at the headstones and you look at the dates. You know, when were they born and when did they die? Because we all know, according to Scripture, that, that, that God knew us before we were in our mother's womb. And it also says in Scripture that God knows that the day we will meet him. So we have a, 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 a date of our birth and we have a date of our death. And in the, little, in the middle is what I like to call the dash. Do you know what the dash is? That's your time. That's the time God has given you because only God knows what that time range is. I love these shows um, where they, uh, they take people and they drop them off on an island like five, six, seven miles apart. And they tell them, you have to stay here as long as you can. And if you're the last one here, you're going to win a million dollars. Right? Some people, they simply take it lightly and they think everybody's going to give up. So they build like a really, like this really like, like not, not a very good shelter, you know, and they're depending on everybody else to fail. And then there's these guys that go out there and they start digging pits and they start cutting down trees and they start building rock walls and they start putting lumber on it and they start putting shrubbery on it. They're building a wall on a house that is going to keep them warm. It's going to withstand the weather because they're in it for the long haul. They're not depending on everybody else to fail. They're saying, this is what I have. This is my opportunity to compete and to do this and to do it well. And so they do it well to begin with. You know, and you watch these shows and what, it's kind of a psychological thing because they're hoping that everybody else has given up. But the fact is, you don't know. You know, what if you give up like 10 minutes too quick and you could have won a million dollars, right? So I would say to you, the time that you have, you don't know what that end time is. So my encouragement to you is to dig in, to do what you can to make the best of the time that you have. And I, I talked about that last week about this is, this section of scripture is like the hall of faith, right? We all know that we have the hall of fame. You know, Tony's very passionate about the hall of fame. He always talks about it. And there's a, some of you really big time sports fanatics that know all about the hall of fame, right coach? You know, well, we're talking about the hall of faith here. And they're talking about people of scripture, people of old that, that did persevere in their faith. Some people believed in stuff that they maybe never even in their lifetime saw it come to fruition, but by faith they believed. And I made the comparison that I've been doing this long enough that I could, with some of my leaders, I could come up with a hall of faith for the people that I've seen come out of jail or prison, take that time that they have, build the best that they can to last as long as they can and be in it for the long haul, right? And so I think that we, as people, would want to say that we are doing as much as we can. Now, I'm going to ask you kind of a rhetorical question. I would say, I would, I would venture to guess if you were all given the opportunity to go back to school, that 90, probably 90% of you would say, I'm going to do better this time right? Because how many of our teachers said, you're going to regret not listening, right? This morning, I, I went outside to take my soak in the hot tub, 
and I came back in, and a, a paper had fallen off of my little table in my room. It's from my, it's from my fourth grade teacher. Fourth grade. Here, right here in, in Pacific Grove. It's the adult school now. It wasn't the adult school then. It was the, it was the middle school then, or the junior, what, middle school. Yeah, I guess, right? Middle school. I'm a pastor, not a teacher. <laughs> Elementary school. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Um, but, it, and it said all those things. I don't listen. I don't pay attention, right? I'm going to regret it someday, and I, I have regretted it many, many, many times. So what, what I want you to do is take that time and think about that time in between those dates, because I think we all, even when I go to cemeteries, I look, there's like, the husband's already there, right? Or the wife's already there, and the other spouse's headstone is partially done. The, the, the birth, you know, the, like, the wife's beginning and ending dates are there, and the husband's date, his, his birth date's there, and his dash is there, but there's no ending time on it yet. So, that would kind of freak me out, right? Go to the cemetery to visit your wife, and there's your headstone. There's your year of birth. Yep, that's me. There's the dash. There is no end. I'd be wondering, like, well, when is that going to happen? Like, but I think that's healthy for us to wonder, especially people who feel like they have wasted. Does anybody here feel like they've wasted precious time in their life? Right? Right? I do, and I think the majority of us do. So all we can do is pick up from here and move on. Amen? We can't go back. Time is one of the most precious commodities that we have. So now that we know that we've wasted, and of course we know from Joel 2.25 that the Lord will restore the years that the locusts have eaten, okay? But it's still kind of a shame losing some of them. It's like wasted time. It's precious time that you can't get back. But what you can do is if you're here and now, you can say, I have a limited time to do what I want to accomplish. Do I want to be a good mom, a good dad? Do I want to be a good friend, a good brother, a good sister? Do I want to go to college? Do I want to uh, open a rehab? Do I want to open a boutique? What, what do I want to do with this time that the Lord has granted me? You know, Am I going to use it to his glory, or is it just going to be a waste of time, Right? And like, and like I said, most of this, and I was watching a lot of head nods, and I know, I know most of you in here, most of us say, yeah, we wasted a lot of time. And it's time, you've heard the expression, no time like the present, right? So it's time. It's time to get busy. It's time to get busy doing the work of the Lord and time to get busy doing some of those things that maybe we want to do, you know? Going to Israel, that's great. If that's something you want to do, that's something you have to plan for. That's something you have to purpose to do, and it takes sobriety, it takes purpose, it takes prayer, it takes, it takes finances, it takes working hard. All of these things will benefit whom? They'll benefit you. You'll be a better man or woman for these things. So we're going to go on here in verse 11, where I, a lot of, where, I, where I let off last time. It was by faith even Sarah was able to have a child. I like that, even Sarah, because she was old, right? She was old, right? And like I said, when, when she heard that she was going to have a child, she laughed, right? But then she denied it. Right? Did you ever do that? Like somebody catches you do something, you deny it? Even though you know you said it, right? You know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to come off at it. You know, like, uh-uh, I'm, I've made a... St- I didn't say that. Anybody do that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Oh, oh yes, you have. So, but, but she did. She didn't believe it was going to happen, but by faith, and I, I wouldn't say her faith was super strong, you know, just because if God says something, even if your faith is not super strong, he's not going to say, ah, oh, well, you know, your faith was weak, so it's not going to happen. You know, you may doubt it, but God will still come through with his promise every time. Amen? Because it feels, you kind of feel bad when you, you find out something's going to happen, and then you doubt it, and then it happens. You're like, well, I wish I wouldn't have doubted, or I wish I would have had a, maybe a better attitude about it, or maybe I should have been more excited about it, you know? But it doesn't matter. I mean, you're the one that's going to lose out. God is still going to come through with what he says he's going to come through with, and we proved it with Sarah because she was old. Yes, Mark got his teeth. Amen. Yes. All right. You should smile proudly, Mark. Smile proudly. I was like, when I saw him yesterday, I was like, I was, I was in tears. I came to tears. You know, I mean, it, it sounds silly, but it, it choked me up. It's like, because when I met him a year ago, he, that's something he wanted to accomplish. Did not dream it was going to take a year, did we? Yeah, I said it'll happen. It'll happen. You know, he probably, right? I'm sure he snickered. No, he did snicker, right? You know, and then, and then when they were supposed to be here, they got lost in the mail, right? I'm like, they did. I'm like, can you imagine FedEx coming, right? And you're waiting for, like, new, some new clock you ordered or some new something, and you open up, and it's like somebody's teeth, you know? I'm like, somebody, somebody actually could be wearing your teeth. But, you know, he was a good sport, and he hung in there, and we got to see that. And, uh, and that may seem silly, but that, I mean, that is one of these things that you have to believe that if somebody said something's going to happen and you believe that, you know, I, I promised him it would happen. I, I, I am blown away that it took a year. I am. But look at that smile. That's a million-dollar smile, though. I love it. All right, so she had a child, though she was barren and was too old, she believed with an asterisk that God would keep his promise. And you should too. If you feel like God has promised you something, you should believe it. You should be expectant that he is going to, to bring it to, to fruition. And there's nothing wrong with expecting something from God, because if God has promised you something, maybe you get impatient, like, oh, when, God? You know, when are you going to bring me that, 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 that man or that woman in my life? Or when are you going to give me that better job? Or when am I ever going to get out of rehab? Or whatever it is, right? If you feel like God has promised you something, you may be impatient, but he will bring it to fruition. Maybe not in your timing, but in his timing, and you could say in his perfect timing, right? If Vanessa had the opportunity to go to Israel 15 years ago, it would have been a wasted trip right? She would have been looking for a Macy's in Israel to shoplift from, right? And, and I don't mean that to get on her, but that's where her life was at the time. But, but since in God's perfect timing, he brought her through the things that he brought her through so that she could go there and she could be inspired and say, I'm going to come back and I'm going to spread the gospel. You know, Matthew 28, 19 
Go therefore and make disciples of all of the nations. And that's hard because just to go out and just to start, you know, spreading the faith. But the best way to do it is with your testimony, you know. This is a heck of a testimony here with the hall of faith. It's like these are things that actually happened. You know, even though she was really old, she still believed. Uh, Verse 12, and so a whole nation came from this one man who was good as dead, a nation of so many people. And does anybody know who I'm talking about? Abraham. So that is a a, a picture. He was told that you're going to be the father of everybody. I know the kids in the children's ministry, they sing that Father Abraham song, right? I'm not going to sing it, I promise. Um, um, I'm not on the worship team for good reason. Um, But what God is saying here is that he was told that his descendants would be as as numerous as the stars, as 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 the sand in the sea, right? Like, you're going to be the father of everybody on the planet. Well, did he ever see that come to fruition? No. He saw it partially fulfilled. The person that mentored me died days after the first bridge dinner. Days after. Actually, the day after the bridge dinner, he went to the hospital and never came home. And he poured his life into mine for many, many years because he believed that spending that time would bear fruit. Someday, he got to see a very, 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 well, let's put it this way, when, when Susie bugged this church so much that they were like, fine, fine, start a recovery meeting, right? A pest. Uh, yeah, a pest. So they, yeah, so they finally like, okay, we're, we're going to, Mike, we're going to let you start this recovery meeting, but you are not, let me, let me make sure we're clear, you are not in any way, any shape, any form, getting the key to this church, nor the alarm codes. And I'm like, that was, a, that was wisdom on their part. It was. Are you kidding me? Out of, out of man, I, I would like to think I wouldn't have, but I would have sure been tempted. Like, where's the safe, right? Um, but, but then there came a day when, when Bob was not able to be here. He said, I can't. I can't, come in, I can't come tonight and open, and I can't come and close. So the time has come when you will give him my key and my code, and he will begin tonight opening and closing this church because he has grown to that point. He's done what God has asked him to do, and I have faith that he will continue to do that. And so that was cool. So Bob took that step of faith, Though he didn't see how far it had come, by faith he believed that it would come. And that's the kind of faith that we need to have. Maybe I'm not going to see it today. Maybe I'm not going to see it tomorrow. Maybe I'm never going to see it. You know, we have the thousands of people that that I deal with over the years. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you where they all are. I could tell you that I know a bunch of them are dead. I know a bunch of them are in prison. I know some are currently in county jail tonight. I know some of them are living on the streets. I know some of them are strung out. But I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that are doing really, really well. I don't have to see it for it to be true. I just have to, by faith, do what I do and let God handle the rest. Amen?
And that's what you got to do. You don't, you don't got to take it all the way. It says, it says in Scripture that, that one man plants, like a farmer plants seed, one man waters. And God, in his timing, will increase them as he sees fit. So you don't have to be there and watch them be successful. You just have to believe that by faith that God will do what he says he's going to do. And he did it here, so there's no reason to believe that he is not continuing to do it, nor will he continue to do it. So, all right. Like the stars in the skies and the sand on the seashore, there is no way of counting them. And we know, uh, you know, there's no way of counting them, but we know that, that obviously that we can count the people, you know, that there's, I don't know how many billion people are on the earth, but in that day and age, to think there would even be a million people was probably even unfathomable. I doubt even if you would have told Abraham what a billion was, he probably would have had no concept of what a billion was. I don't even know if you would have been to explain to him what a billion was. But he knew that it was going to be a lot. All these people died still believing what God had promised. It's not necessary that you see something come all the way. You just have to believe that you're on this island and that you're going to succeed on this island. And regardless of what everybody else is doing, you're going to dig in. You're going to, you're going to fashion what you need to fashion to last, to withstand the test of time. And you're going to build it to the best of your ability, regardless of what somebody else is doing, regardless of whether somebody doubts you or not. You are to do what God has called you to do. It doesn't matter what Vanessa is doing or Claudia is doing. or It doesn't matter what Christine is doing or Alex is doing. You do what you do. I like, I'm a looker when people are worshiping. I like, I love that Alex raises his hand. I love that he screams. I love when you guys shout out during worship praises and adorations to the Lord. You don't care what the guy next to you thinks, right? You don't. And that's good because you have a personal relationship with God and it's yours. It's not angels or angels. Or Michelle's, or Vanessa. It's your relationship with God. You're building what you need to build to last and withstand the test of time. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Because believe me, there are plenty of people that aren't doing what they need to do. But also, what we should do as people that have tasted the goodness of God, we should have some of that urging or some of that desire, like Vanessa, to go out and tell, hey, you know, is Dorothy in here? Where's Dorothy? Is she in here somewhere? She's with a kid. Dorothy is, is a gal that, that we know. She, she, like, she brings people in all the time because she wants to, because she wants to help people, and she sees people struggling, and it's just it's in her heart to bring people here and see people healed and see people set free. And I actually, I applaud her for that. You know, she's always calling me, always trying to help somebody. You know, always, like, can you help this person? Can you talk to this person? Will you meet with this person? Will you do that for this person? Yeah, absolutely. So she believes that by faith, you know, that someday, somehow, there's going to be some success in what she's doing, and she's simply doing what's called for in Scripture in, in, this, in this section. By faith, she's doing what God asked her to do. It's not up to her to make sure that it happens. She's just doing the part, you know. I'm just giving you a ride and dropping you off. If you want to do it, if you want to do it, if you want to dig in, then that's what you're going to do. If you want to waste your time, then keep wasting your time. And that is un unfortunately the the nature of this beast. Many many people come in and they will they will they will taste God and, and know that He's good, and then they will waste their time, and they will 
And it happens, it's repetitive. You know, you know how many, I got a call from Jill this morning. I'm ready this time. Okay, well, the last three times that you said you were ready, then you weren't ready. Right? No, but I'm ready now. Okay. Well, when you're in jail, you're always ready. Right? When you're sitting across the desk from your probation officer, you are ready. Right? When the judge is ready to sentence you, you're ready. But it's a shame that we have to get to that point because the beneficiary of you changing your life is you. You're going to live a better life, hopefully a longer life, a, mo- a more fruitful life, a happier life, uh, and, and a life helping maybe somebody else. And that, that is a, that's a good thing. That is an honorable and respectable thing that God will honor in your life. Amen? All right. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac. That, that was a tough one. As a new believer, it was like, that is just, that's crazy. Because when we watch modern TV, they make Christians look like nuts, right? Don't they? And even though I love Law and Order, they always do this thing. They always make the Christian nut job mom or the Christian nut job dad, you know, religious zealots that are like offing their kids because they hear like a voice. And it's like they take something that was really cool out of the Bible and they use it to make, to make us look like, like we're crazy, you know? God never intended for him to sacrifice his son. God only intended for him to be willing. God didn't want you to go to jail. He wanted you just to be willing to change. Will he send you to jail? Yes. Will he send you to prison? Yes. Will he allow you to die? Yes. But why do we have to always take it to the nth degree? Right? The, 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 they didn't need to be in the desert for 40 years, did they? No. They didn't. If you went out there today and you made that journey, it would not take you 40 years. Right? They, it took them 40 years because they were disobedient. It took them 40 years because they didn't listen. It took 40 years because they wanted to argue. They wanted more. They wanted different. They wanted, oh, oh we don't want manna from heaven. Right? We want quail and leeks and that. Well, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't want all that good stuff? But they weren't satisfied with just simply taking what God was providing, you know. I wish Michelle had some of those shoes that never wore out, right? Some of those clothes that never wore out. Then she wouldn't have so many of them, right? Maybe she would have less of them, um, right? Right? You know, ladies love their clothes. They do. That's, and that's okay. But, but, but the point I'm trying to make is God was providing for their provisions. And didn't they like, hey, I've been wearing these sandals for 40 years. They haven't looked like I just got them. Right? Isn't that, I mean, isn't that kind of like, duh? Like, God is providing for us this, this pillar of clouds. Hey, it's time to go. This pillar of fire. Hey, it's time to go. I mean, God was apparent and present in so many ways, but still they murmured and still they argued and still they griped and still they complained, and it took forever. You don't know how much time is between the numbers, so stop murmuring, stop complaining, stop wandering, and pay attention. Get busy. Do what you need to do. I love when Ernst comes up here and he lays out these words and these plans and these things, and he he feels the same way I do. Do it, right? Don't, Don't talk about it. You know, don't call me in three more years and say, I'm ready again. Well, 
Come on, we're 10 years into this. For me, it's frustrating because it's like, just, I mean, I don't want to be, I'm not going to say like some shoe slogan. I mean, just get it done then, you know? Let's get busy. Let's get on with it. Because if you don't take care of it, you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over. We all know that's the definition of insanity. They talk about it in the rooms of AA and NA all the time. We do the same thing over and over and over again, but we expect something different to happen, and it's never going to happen in a million years. Because what we, what we reap, what we sow, we reap sometimes, don't we? And if we, we sow dissension, and we, that's what we reap. If we want to change things, get busy, say, I don't know how much time I got. I know how much time I wasted. I don't know how much time I got left, so I'm going to get busy. I'm going to figure this out. I maybe don't understand the whole Bible thing and all of the prophets and this and that, but you don't have to understand it all. Just know that God loves you and, God, and that, that his promise to you is if you believe in him, you will spend eternity with him. That's a pretty big benefit, right? It is if you ask me. So, so it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his son Isaac. But like I said, God never intended for him to sacrifice. God just wanted to know, are we on the same team? Are you following what I'm laying down, right? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Are you willing to lay down your life. I didn't understand if you want to save your life, you must lose it. I'm like, what? But, but it makes sense now. Stop trying to fulfill your will. And when you do that, things will change dramatically. Because it is not all about us. The world does not rotate on our access, right? It's not, everything is not about us. God gave, put everything, including his life, for us. And we need to look at that and do the same thing and figure out how can we not only better our, la- our lives, but better those around us, simply by having a simple act of faith. You know? And if you say, I don't have faith, I, you, you all have faith. You're all sitting in a chair right now that you, by faith, believe is not going to collapse. By faith, you all are going to wake up in the morning, look outside and say, is it sunny or cloudy? If you live in Pacific Grove, it's going to be foggy right? But, but by faith, you automatically, every morning, you look outside because you know by faith that the sun has risen. Whether it's foggy or cloudy, or it, it doesn't matter. But you've never gotten up at, at like nine o'clock in the morning and looked out and expect it to be dark, right? Like, oh yeah, I knew someday that was going to happen. No, by faith, we believe that the sun rises. By faith, that we, we believe that the things that we do are there. By faith, we believe that putting our key in our ignition and turning our car is going to start Unless we have a dead battery. Then we got AAA and all that kind of stuff. But we have faith that we never even think about. So we need to take that same faith in God and make it second nature. That we believe that God is going to help me through this. He's gonna, this is a tough time, a tough day, but he's going to see me through it. It may be hard, but I'm going to get to the other side. You know, I bet all of you, if you knew that you could get to this point a long time ago, you probably would have done it. But you did not have faith in who? First of all, you didn't have faith in yourself. Maybe you didn't know God, so you didn't have faith in him. But now that you have faith in God, put a little bit of faith and trust in yourself as well and believe that God wants you to be whole. God wants you to be well. And he wants you to do great things. 
God wants to most of all bless you. He does. He doesn't want you to have a horrible life. Oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, a man, Ernst, I just want to fry him, you know. I just want him to be miserable, you know. He's just going to burn all the days of his life. No, he went through a really hard season that pruned him and grew him so that he could glorify God, you know. And that's just the bottom line. You know, God will take us through what he needs to, through, to take us through what he needs to take us through to get us to the other side. And if that's been addiction, if it's been jail, if it's been prison, if it's been loss, then we can look back and say that I didn't, I did, I'm, I'm, I'm this far. But how much further are you going to take your recovery walk? Are you going to get to the point where it's going to be by faith? You know, do you have to see what tomorrow's going to bring? No, you don't. It's by faith and not by sight. I don't know what next year's going to bring. I didn't know that when the pandemic hit and they, they closed the church, and, and me and Austin and Vanessa and, no, Austin was gone, but a few of us were in here at like 10 o'clock in the morning putting this meeting on, making, look, making it look like it was live so that you guys at home could turn on your TVs and go, oh, and Region is live. No, it was like five hours ago. I was already home and had dinner and was watching it on TV with the rest of you. But by faith, we believe that we just needed to continue doing what God had asked us to do. And eventually, it would return. And, you know, we, we were like, when? You know, we didn't like being under a tent for a year, but we were. We believed by faith that God would bring this meeting back, and he would bring it back stronger, and that's what he's doing today. So, and I am going to save the rest of it for next week because I want to, can we have the worship team come back up? Where'd they go? Now, by faith, I knew you guys were still here, right? So, all right. So, but I'm going to, honestly, whatever, if this takes the rest of our time, that's, that's okay. But if you want prayer or if you want to pray, ask somebody to pray for you, ask somebody to pray with you, walk up here with somebody, lay it all out. You know, I, I believe the altar, it's not magical, but I believe it's powerful. Amen. So I'm going to let you guys play and be sensitive to the Spirit, and I will, I will let you, Pat, pray us out and close us out for the night. Amen? All right.